Hey, what's up? Welcome to episode 17 of Movie Dumpster. Today we're talking Tammy and the T-Rex from 1994, directed by Stuart Raffle. I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor. What would you do if you had all the power in the world, McGraw? Welcome to the dumpster. Michael. Michael Brain. Michael. Brain. Michael's brain? You have Michael's brain? You have Michael's brain? Well, here's our corn-appointed Tammy the T-Rex viewing that I'm sure that if we didn't get enough questions about, we're going to watch eventually anyway. Yeah, I mean, uh, I wanted to do this anyway, and it's funny because Sean was like, hey, let's do this. I'm like, uh, fuck yeah, let's do it. (laughs) You know, it's just one of those movies you always, like, hear people shit on, but I've never actually seen it, so I was like, hey, perfect opportunity. First of all, how dare they? Because this movie (laughs) is a treasure. (laughs) This movie is a wonderful little gem. I say this a lot, but, like, this is... This is one of the big movies I rented a lot when I was a kid. I mean, it was one of those. It was one of those films that I was growing when I was growing up. I, I rented a lot because you know this came out in 1994, so it was like I was what uh, seven. Here's my hope for this show that we do. I hope we watch every Paul Walker movie up until the Fast and the Furious. I don't want anything to do with Fast and the Furious. No, I don't want anything to do with Hollywood Paul Walker. I want to know all about B-movie Paul Walker. This movie kind of hits, like, the best of both worlds. This is, like, the fucking peanut butter cup of movie dumpster. This is Paul Walker (laughs) meets Frankenstein. This is glorious. This is... Paul Walker in his fucking tight-bodied prime here. He is a good-looking man. We get sexy Paul Walker doing his thing in this, and he's like, Hey, man, I'm gonna fuck Denise Richards. You're not gonna fuck Denise Richards. (laughs) He really, really, really wants to do that. I will say, both of the leads in this movie age beautifully, and I'm so mad we don't have Paul Walker anymore. I know, it's a shame, because, you know, Tammy and the T-Rex, too. They find somebody who looks exactly like Paul walker to transplant his brain into i mean honestly just get his brother wait is there really a second one or are you just fucking around no i'm fucking around i'm jumping the gun here too (laughs) (laughs) yeah i got a lot to say about that ending but anyway this movie opens up with the most buddiest of butt rock i've ever heard like this is literal farts and lyrics the movie opens it's like uh they're like a cheerleading practice and they're all like you know they're doing doing splits and shit and this fucking rumple stiltskin ass music is just playing over it feel the rumble That's exactly what I thought of. This was cheerleading practice? This looked like seductive dance. Hold on a second. We've skipped over the part where this movie just cuts into this. Like, there's no introduction (laughs) like... It's not a cold opening, it's a forced opening. It's BAM! Well, you know what? There is is an opening, actually. You're right, Joe. Because it literally shows a scene that comes up later in the movie. It's the fucking title card, Taming the T-Rex, and Tammy on this fucking T-Rex in the background, walking across this uh, sunrise. They pulled a fucking... Still a, a, a clip from the trailer. And it's like, what the fuck? That's like showing the ending of your movie in your trailer looking at you, quarantine. Exactly. There's no, like, real beginning, and there's no real end to this movie either. And I just, it's just bizarre. 
And the title sequences over this cheerleading practice, a uh, cheerleading practice aside, like seductiveness aside for just a second, the titles over this whole sequence are like blocking the faces of the talent. You can't see, and you, you don't know Denise Richards is there until maybe about a minute and a half. It is smack dab in the fucking middle of the screen and just covering everything. Distracting yellow text. So there's no real intro. It just kind of is like, here you go. Here's the movie. And what a movie it is. <laughs> so, so like Connor was saying, you know, we have this like this weird like hip hop cheerleader seductive like dance that the, these girls are rehearsing in the gymnasium. It looks like they were auditioning for those videos that the pervs would watch on Friday the Thirteenth. And, and and this is also definitely a case of like everyone's in high school. They look like they're at the end of their college years. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Everybody. Like first of all, uh, was what what's the boy's name? Billy. His name is Billy Bad. Excuse me. <laughs> I don't. I lost my train of thought. Uh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I, let me recover from that. Uh, he looks like a 30 year old man. Oh, he. I think he is a 30 year old man. Oh, for God's uh, sake. The the only the only young bloods we really have in this movie are uh, Denise Richards and Paul Walker himself, uh, the patron saint of sexy men. <laughs> so this uh this workout session sure uh kind of content goes and ends. And then fucking Paul Walker walks in and just sits in the bleachers. Uh, and then we. It, Nobody in this movie can act. No, not at all. Um, <laughs> there's a few, like, the guy that plays Byron, I think, is pretty fucking funny, actually. Um, but, yeah, other than that... I love Byron. Well, Byron's a cartoon character. I love Byron, and but it's funny because uh, the director actually did uh, man- the Mannequin sequel, uh, On the Move, and um, he is the spitting image of Hollywood. And... Hollywood is actually in this fucking movie, and I'll get to that when we get there. Um, it's for like a split second. Well, I've never seen Mannequin or its sequel, so. Oh, man. Uh, I remember, like, uh, being babysat as a kid and watching Mannequin and eating fucking, like, Sloppy Joes out of a can. So that's how I remember that fucking movie. I remember getting babysat and watching Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. So so we have Denise Richards, who plays uh, Tammy, the titular Tammy, and Paul Walker plays uh, Michael, her pseudo-boyfriend, what have you. From what I understand, that's her current boyfriend, 100% com- yeah. I don't know. I feel like he's chasing after her. They're not really boyfriend and girlfriend. It's kind of like that puppy love kind of shit uh, where it's like, oh, you can't. Well, maybe. And he's like, come on, babe. Like, whatever. Let's just be together. Anyway, the, uh, it there's a wrench in the works because her scumbag fucking uh, boyfriend, Billy Bad, is a real piece of shit. Billy is a sociopath. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, my goodness, yes. Billy is probably a serial killer that we don't know about. Billy has problems. He kills small animals, you know, he hates his mother, or has sexual dreams about her, and he fucking, uh, so he claims Denise Richards as his property, and Paul Walker's like, I'm not gonna have any of that, I'm on the football team, and you're a cheerleader, and this is what's supposed to happen, you're not supposed to fuck the bad boy, you're supposed to have sex with me. Here's, here's my defense of Paul Walker's character, like... They go outside, and then he tries to give her a flower, and she's like, I can't accept this. He's like, why? And he's like, because my serial killer ex-boyfriend who has been in prison and I have no restraining her against may come and try to kill you. And he's like, well, okay, I'm not really going to back down from this psychopath. 
And that's where I agree with him wholeheartedly, because this fucking dude is a piece of shit, and nobody should be caving to his demands. But maybe he should have, <laughs> for his own good. Well, because in this universe, uh, it, it, there's just a series of events that could only happen in this universe. And then Paul Walker eats a flower that he gives Denise Richards. Because he's crazy! Maybe he just really needed the uh, vitamins. Maybe he really likes nectar. I mean, maybe he thought it was a honeysuckle. Like, Paul Walker's outside. All right, we're okay, Paul Walker's Michael, and Denise Richards is Tammy. So Tammy and Michael are outside, and Billy rolls up, and he's like, Hey, man, you f- get away from a girl, man. And Paul Walker's like, Fuck you, buddy. And then they start fighting. Is it fighting, though? <laughs> it's kind of like dancing. I mean, I mean, Billy drops the fucking old Macho Man elbow bottom on about three times. This, I was just about to say, this looked, this looked less fake than pro wrestling. It looked more fake than pro wrestling. I apologize. He people's elbows him like fucking four times and then fucking DDTs him. Um, at one point, they're just, they have their arms locked like they do a collarable tie up. Um, and then they just start spinning. Oh, yeah. That's like square dancing. And then they like throw each other. They just like taught, first of all, like as two actors, this must have sucked because they're just like grabbing each other by the body and just taking each other to the fucking ground. I'm like, this must have been a son of a bitch to film. There's just dirt everywhere, and they're just eating shit. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and then somebody made the bright decision to be like, okay, now they're going to both grab each other's dicks. Yeah, I'm, uh, I can't believe this fight. This fight ended with two people grabbing onto the other one's dicks. So Paul Walker, uh, so Michael and, and Billy are grabbing each other's dicks, and they're holding on for dear life, and the cops roll up. Who, Larry and fucking Moe? By, by the way, there hasn't been a single member of the school staff present yet, which probably it shatters the record of uh what's it called well it shatters our preconceived notions of irresponsible adults who work at a school from death note oh yeah for sure oh yeah absolutely and uh deputy fucking george flower rolls up okay i don't know if you guys are familiar with this cat because usually you see him with a mustache um this is this is a he's in uh they live and he's in Pumpkinhead. whoa yeah no, I didn't. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Uh, he rolls up and he's like, "Oh God, you fucking little bastard! This is a goddamn testicular standoff." Because they got the, they're holding each other's dicks, and these fucking cops are trying to break him up. And they're like, "He's like, all right, all right, all right. I'll count to three. You both let go at the same time." <laughs> Me- meanwhile, you got Byron on the fucking sidelines going, "Good move." If we haven't established already, Byron is a fiery, fiery, uh, uh, fast-talking, witty, snappy, gay black. Here's the thing. It comes back to it comes back to the Hollywood thing because that's exactly how that's portrayed in Mannequin. He reminds me of um oh fuck. What is his name from Kimmy Schmidt? Ah, uh, I can't remember his name, but it reminds me of that character. That show is fucking detestable. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fucking garbage. I, I, All right. I kind of enjoyed the first few episodes of the first season. I haven't watched it since though. So these cut. Yeah, they show up and uh, they try to get them to un you know unclamp his balls. And they do, and Paul Walker's like, ha, I'm fine. I'm wearing a cup because I'm clearly in football practice clothes. Sure, but when he grabbed your dick before, why did you scream in pain? Yeah, why didn't you use that to your advantage? He's like fucking with him. Or you 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 use it to your advantage and go, aha, cup, punch. Exactly. That's my point. Like, why didn't you just beat the fuck out of this guy? Come on, this is this is pro wrestling. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to <laughs> wave to the audience and go, and, and then you're gonna point to your dick and go, "Aha! I am smarter than the heel." I don't know, Jr. They got the he's got the cup on him and he's gonna hit. He's got he's a gonna, cup on. <laughs> my God, his foot must be killing. He was pulling his fucking cock out, but you know it's fine because he's gonna fucking DDT him. No, that no, that didn't happen. That was only in an Al Snow match, and that was called the penis plex. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real thing.
Well, the thing that gets me is Tammy warns him ahead of time, like, oh, yeah, this guy's crazy. He's been in jail. And then he's just sitting there, like, fucking with the guy. Yo, yo, Billy's a fucking psychopath. (laughs) I mean, kudos to Paul Walker, because he's like, fuck that. Like, you know, I love you. I want to be with you. I'm going to beat the shit out of this fucking scumbag that's giving you trouble. And that's, you know, that's fun. It's not not really a macho thing so much as, like, this shit's got to end, you know? Yeah, and the rest of the movie spends a lot of time telling you that Billy is an absolute piece of shit. Yeah, he's a real fucking scum. He's a a murderous piece of shit. We should (laughs) end. So then we're introduced to, um, <laughs> we go into the <laughs> secret laboratory, which is just a warehouse. And then we're introduced to the fucking, uh, the doctor from Friday 13th, part seven, the new blood. Oh, you mean Bernie Lomax? Terry Kaiser himself, Bernie Lomax. Oh, Bernie. You're not listening to me, Tina. Tina. Gunther Wachstein. By the way, his, uh, his German accent is like, a, it, it's atrocious. It's the most fly-by-night accent I've ever seen. It just comes and goes as it pleases. I think uh, so does uh, the woman who plays uh, Hel- uh, Helga. Yeah, no, both of them. They'll, they'll slip in and out of German accents uh, throughout the entire film. And it's not Waxstein, Joe. It's Wackenstein. So so we're introduced to, to Terry Kaiser's character and Helga. And then up in the booth is Bobby. And I don't know if you guys know, noticed it, but it's John Franklin. And if you don't know who that is, that's fucking Isaac from Children of the Corn. Holy shit! I thought he looked familiar, but I couldn't place it. He did look creepy, and I couldn't put my finger on it. Meanwhile, you have your fucking Welcome to Jurassic Park moment with the light coming in out of a fucking crack in a window. John Hammond shows up, he's like, Welcome to my robotic T-Rex. Welcome to Tammy's T-Rex. I I was waiting for the fucking lawyer to walk up with the shorts and just to hand this guy a fucking cease and desist. (laughs) We'll shut you down, John. Let's just be... He starts to try to sexually arouse his T-Rex by doing his best, like... Oh, yeah, by the way, there's a T-Rex. There's a giant animatronic T-Rex this man has built. Animatronic T-Rex that's being controlled by Scary Guy up in the booth. And uh, Dr. Walkenstein uh, is sitting there just... he's, He's fucking... Flinging his hands everywhere, he's he's doing spirit fingers. This T Rex, he's stroking its chin. Um, <laughs> he's like, "Oh my creation!" He is he is he's morally he's got a six foot chubby, just staring at this animatronic T Rex. Uh, and he keeps shouting commands at Bobby to make it do stuff. Well, then he has this big uh, hulking dude that's like his bodyguard. I never called his name. He's like, "Ah, oh, give him give him the dumbbells." Carl, I believe. So he gives the dumbbells that is fucking. Th- this T Rex has long ass arms, by the way. And then a very human hand in a, in a T-Rex hand sock puppet <laughs> grabs the dumbbell with one hand and throws it at fucking car. It's like these, these like, T-Rex gloves that somebody has on. <laughs> that, you can, that you can see that someone's got the rest of their fingers folded up because you can see the knuckles. Yeah, but you can also see their arm in a lot of shots. Like, yes. like they, it was supposed to be out of frame, but it's totally in frame. No, dude, it, for the first time ever, I think in my whole life, I actually caught a boom mic fall down later in the movie. Don't worry, I wrote that down. <laughs> There's a couple of those. It almost took all Lomax out. So then he's then he's like, uh, he's like, oh, good, now show me its power. And they walk up and they, uh, oh, no, that's right. He says, show me its teeth. And they walk up and Carl just has a fucking branch or a piece of, like, fucking it's like river wood or some shit it's just it's just a piece of lumber it's just like a big piece of driftwood and he puts it in his mouth and the, he's like all right let me see the teeth and then it chomps the fucking driftwood and breaks it in half he's like this is magnificent this is the greatest thing i've ever done <laughs> thank god i have this dragon's 
to to help me control it. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, no, that really doesn't happen. So they're like, oh, this is great. Now I have to find someone to put... You know what? His German accent isn't even that good. It's not even present in this sequence. It's worse than my German accent. Uh, and I'm just fucking around. And we just do Uva Bowl. That's all we ever do. Yeah. Y'all put the brain in the in the T-Lex. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not even the real Uva Bowl. We just... <laughs> no, that's the real Uva Bowl, all right? That's what he sounds like. <laughs> put the T-Rex, put the brain in the T-Rex, I want to see it move. Yes! <laughs> put the brain in the T-Rex, I want to make some Jurassic Park movie. Look at his little arms, I love them. Fuck Steven Spielberg, he's shit. Well, Jurassic Park came out a fucking year before this movie, so they were clearly riding that train. They probably stole this off the fucking lot, it was probably a prototype or some shit. It's fucking Bruce too. This is worse than... <laughs> this is... <laughs> This is this is worse than like Carnosaur effects here, all right? Cuz I can tell you right now like Carnosaur, you get full shots of those dinosaurs a lot. They were not afraid of their special effects budget. They used it very I would say they used it smartly. Well, it's John it's John Carl Beekler. I don't I don't know who that did the effects for this one. Uh but like Carnosaur Carnosaur has good I've seen all three Carnosaur movies. I actually like them. Um they're fun. Yeah, and this is it, this thing is first of all never not on some kind of lift. Like, you can tell oh, yeah. it's always standing on some sort of rig that's covered up with, like, straw. Well, we couldn't make it 20 feet tall, so we put it on the straw. And uh, it can, it has, what, like, maybe four points of movement? That's it? Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's very, it's very uh, non-articulate, and there's, like, weird stop-motion kind of se- green screen or blue screen sequences where it walks around, but it's really shitty. So then, so then we cut back to uh, Tammy's house, and she's like, "Oh my God, I'm so sad because Michael got beat up." And Michael's like, "Oh, uh, hey, what's up? Uh, I was just chilling on my bed." Michael's in his room on his bed in his bed, listening to I, what I have to think is some kind of Melissa Etheridge ripoff. Come to my T-Rex. <laughs> Uh, and then he gets the phone call, and she's like, uh, I need you. I want you. I love you. Yeah, and I'm, I'm like, calm down. You're both, like, 17. And he, he can't get out of his fucking bed fast enough. He's there in a flash. He's like, oh, oh, shit, she's hot. She's ready. She's vulnerable. Here I come. He literally gets, he jumps off his bed and, like, screams, woohoo! And he, like, grabs his coat and scampers out the door like a fucking Looney Tunes character. He was two seconds from jumping up, clicking his heels, and having a freeze frame. Hey, those crunch bars give you muscles, okay? Oh, that's right. Are we to assume that this is the the, the canonical sequel to uh, Monster in the Closet? This is what happened to the professor's character? I think this is definitely what happened to the professor's character. <laughs> I mean, if, if we're also considering Frankenstein's Army as the sequel to Frankenstein Unbound, then anything is possible. Well, there it is. The movie dumpster cinematic universe. We've done it. Now let's just call Disney. Yeah, it's weird because it's like, all right, so the professor, you think the professor is going to go off to make like something wonderful and he's going to go to graduate school and he's going to do this. Nope. And then we're to assume that his, uh, his parents were killed between the events of Monster in the Closet and this. Yeah. And then after this... Well, we'll get to that. Well, after this, they clone him a new body, and he becomes an FBI agent. Well, he's been afraid of closets and xylophones ever since the event. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It scarred him for life. So, yeah, that that explains the uh, the FBI uh, career. He had to go redeem himself. Exactly. It doesn't, but whatever. Uh... So he gets into his fucking truck, and he drives with Denise. He has fast travel, by the way. He's there in two seconds. Uh... Uh, he gets there and screams out through a window, and her parents are downstairs watching TV, and she's like, climb up the fucking, what is it, the the trellis? I was like, oh, this is this is playing out like every 90s uh, teen sitcom I've ever seen. Down to a teen. 
So he gets up into the room and uh, she's just like, oh, thanks for coming over and being with me. And I, I, I love you, Mike. He's like, I love you too or whatever or something. She's like, we're going to be together forever, right? <laughs> Here's his friendship bracelet I brought you. And she puts it on and she's like, oh, great. Now fuck me. So then fucking Billy and his fucking ragtag bunch of douchebags. Well, well no, what, what happens is a series of events, like I said, that could only happen in this universe because it's the odds of this are close to Bender being flicked back to Earth in Futurama by God himself. It's when he's just climbing up her window and like fucking Billy's two, like his girlfriend and her friend are in some Jeep just like just happen to be in the fucking neighborhood. And they're like, oh, my God, that's so cool. Let's call the cops. No, let's call Billy because I'm sure he'll do something stupid. I forgot about that. That blonde chick that's the uh, proprietor of all this bullshit that's about to happen. Uh, she's only had like I mean, she's had numerous roles, but the only other notable one is Leprechaun 2. If you even want to fucking call it notable. I also want to point out, at least at this point in the movie, how much of a wet blanket Tammy's father is. He's I was just getting. To yeah. That. As soon as they drive off, seemingly like they call Billy and Billy also has fast travel. Um, He didn't have any enemies nearby, so he'd get there right away. Well, I fucked up the time continuum and they kind of <laughs> spit them out in front of Tammy's house. I created a hole in space between Tammy's house and Billy's house. This is wonderful. He needed his fucking car to print out the directions for him. <laughs> Here's the script for Tammy and the T-Rex, sir. I don't remember where it is. I've only fucked her there multiple times. <laughs> so, yeah, Billy gets there with, like, a fucking, a small army. He brings the fucking warriors with him. <laughs> <laughs> no, he definitely bring the gang that, uh, he brought the gang that killed uh, Cyrus. He didn't bring the warriors. That these This group of scumbags are totally rogues. The warriors did it! It's some of the warriors. It's some of the guys from fucking RoboCop. So they're all there. <laughs> The fucking gang members from Short Circuit. <laughs> oh, my God. So these fucking scumbags go up to Tammy's house and they roll up and there's like five. There's like three or four cars. And uh, Tammy's dad gets up. He's like, oh, shit, it's Billy again. And his her mother's like, oh, you better call the police. He's like, no, nah, fuck that. I'll deal with it myself. And I'm like, oh, Pops is about to grab, grab a fucking shotgun or something. Yeah, as he puts his teacup down. <laughs> <laughs> They're on my lawn. And then he fucking goes to open this door, and they and Billy kicks the fucking door in. He is fucking flattened. He sits. He like like backs up against the wall, and it's just like, oh my god, people are running into my house. These fucking hooligans are running into his house. Like Tammy, I'm gonna fucking beat your ass up. Blah, 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 blah. They, these fucking assholes run up the stairs into her into his fucking daughter's room. Like this asshole is just standing there like a fucking towel not doing shit this is more or less this is a home invasion yeah it straight up <laughs> without a doubt well of course he's billy bad he's, he's billy bad bad everybody that's that's it's worse than soul bad guy from gear uh, guilty gears so he runs upstairs and uh he's like where is he where is he or whatever and she's like he's not here whatever and then weasel fucking sean whalen uh, I don't know if you guys know who that is, but... I know him from fucking DiGiorno commercial, okay? That's where I know his ass from. <laughs> he's in a bunch of shit. I'm not going to go into it. He's in everything. He's He pops up at the weirdest places. It took me a long time to notice it was him. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, it's fuck. There he is. Yeah, so so they go up there, and um, she's like, oh, he's not here. He's like, he used his jacket. I found it. My name's Weasel. And uh, he's like, oh, he went out the fucking window. 
and he goes over. He's like, "I'm gonna get you. You're gonna pay for this. You, you. What is it? What's his? What's his fucking catchphrase?" Ah, uh, I don't know. You're gonna pay. You're gonna pay. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> and then, like, first of all, Paul Walker. He's the slowest climber in the world because he's still not down this fucking side of the house yet. And then he gets into the driveway. Mind you, his truck is is it's in shot, okay? He can get there. He can turn it over. He can drive off. Oh, it's right there. And Tammy goes, run, Michael! So he does. <laughs> he's like, well, if Tammy told me to run, I gotta run, man. What else am I supposed to do? I gotta run. I better abandon all rational thought and do what the girl says. So... Apparently, there's, like, a wild cat preserve less than a mile from her home? Yeah, uh, well, okay, first, they, first they, they corner him in some park, I would assume. Like, he runs and runs, first of all, he's he's a hell of an athlete, he just goes. Yeah. He outruns, like, four cars up to a point. Oh, that's right. And then they, they corner him in some park by running up to him, first of all, this is, the, this is fatal, easily, um... Fucking Billy Stick grabs a baseball bat, stands up in a convertible, and smacks Michael in the back, going probably 50 miles an hour. Let me tell you something. This motherfucker's back is broke. Broken. <laughs> That's it. It's broken. He hits him like three fucking times with his bat. Uh, he's not getting up. It's like Joe Pesci at the end of Casino. It's fucking bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> Almost as brutal. Gets out of the car and proceeds to beat the holy fuck out of him with his bat. And then, um, oh, okay, this is when, this is the line that broke me in half. He grabs Paul Walker by the shirt and goes, what would you do if you had the power to do whatever you want? I'm like, <laughs> I had to pause. It's just like, I can imagine Paul Walker's character be like, ah, you have me at a disadvantage here. I don't really, what, the co- I'm lost in the context. <laughs> you think Paul Walker would be like, I don't know, end world hunger or, or <laughs> something? No, he'd probably be like, I just want, I just wanted to fuck Tammy, man. Like, what's the big deal? What was, what was... What was Billy expecting out of this poor dude? Like, what would you do the power to end whatever you want? End wars. Poor answer. <laughs> Decks him in the face. You know, I just I just wanted to date Denise Richards. Like, what's the big deal? You're fucking the other one anyway. I just want a girlfriend. Or something. Not profound enough. And he stuffs him in the trunk. <laughs> yeah, he fucking changes his tune real quick when he's hit with a fucking bat and thrown in a trunk. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, whatever you say. They stuff him in the trunk and then, okay. Uh, the next thing that broke me was, I'm an animal person. Person, and small cats need to be enclosed safely if you don't want them to, you know, or they'd be domesticated, whatever. But if you're dealing with them, you want them to be uh, in a tight space. They drive off to this wild cat preserve in the middle of bumfuck suburbia, and it's it's it is secured by a wall that is easily scaled by a human being and a mere chain link gate. That is it. There are lions, panthers, jaguars, and all kinds of big cats in this park. In the same pen, too, apparently. I don't know. Like, they just fucking left them there together? What the fuck is happening? Wh- why? And, and, and I must have missed the scene when he clipped the, uh, you know, broke in because, I, I don't know, maybe I got a drink of water or something. So I'm sitting there wondering, where the fuck is there a lion just walking around? Like, what the fuck? And yeah, this, 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 uh, this, this preserve full of dangerous animals is being uh, secured by a mere chain link gate in a chain. That's it. Yeah, it's like any asshole could just fucking roam in here. Or, the, like you said, Connor, like these, these fucking giant cats could just get out. They could just get out. Why are they still there? That's the bigger question. They should. It should be a derelict preserve, and this, and this small town should have a very large wildcat problem. It's people like Billy keep bringing in snacks, so they're like, ah, it's a good location. Hey, boo-boo, he's got a fucking <laughs> little Paul Walker in. Let's get some. That's fucking Billy's MO, because he's a serial killer. Check his pockets for crunch bars. That's why they fucking ran after him, because he had the crunch bars. So here's the thing though like so paul walker gets attacked 
by this lion. First, he tries to climb up a tree and gets attacked by the panther, and he's like, ah, no, oh, shit. And he falls out of the tree, and then the lion gets him, right? Uh, and then he's a, he's apparently mauled, but then this truck pulls up, and it says something... Game warden. Game warden. So, is it a preserve? Are people hunting lions in the middle of, like, Pennsylvania? That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> is this a preserve in California where they're just like, well, there's the vineyards, and then there's the fucking wildlife. Go hunt the fucking game. There's the big cat coliseum over there. Yeah, here's the here's the big cat park. Uh, you just go there to hunt everything. We drive people up to the gates and push Christians in. Because he just gets out of that car and starts fucking pumping shot shotgun shells into this fucking lion. Yeah, and again, in the back of my head, I was just going... Ow, you're hitting me. Ow, stop. Paul's taking a few of those fucking, some of that buckshot, too. It's probably what crippled him, because I didn't see any lion wounds on him. Uh, yeah, okay, let me, t- let's talk about this. So, Smash cut to the fucking hospital, and you're like, oh my god, Paul Walker just got mauled by a fucking lion. We get there, <laughs> or Tammy gets there, rather, with Byron, and they walk in, and he's just lying there with no blood, no Nothing. scarring, no... Before s- that, real quick, I need to just mention this one scene as they walk up to the counter to ask the woman where Paul Walker's being held. Walk me through this, because this was really strange. This fucking guy, this disheveled guy, kind of comes off from off screen with blood all over his chest. He's like, oh, I need help. And she's like, uh, in a minute, sir, and he just collapses, and it's like never mentioned again. <laughs> Well, they walk past Al Snow, too, and he's like, oh, my hands are broken. Yeah, what the fuck? I thought that was fucking Cyrus from the fucking Truth Commission or some <laughs> shit like that. He looked like a professor from the 90s. Fucking Don Callis is walking through the hospital hallways. Denise Richards is so concerned, but she's dressed in her fucking, you know, Monday's best. Not that I would, like, it, I loved looking at Denise Richards, but whoever dressed her for this movie needs to be slapped. I don't know, man. She's looking pretty good at the funeral. <laughs> She is, it's, we just watched uh, the Fantastic Four for Movie Dumpster, for, no, this is Movie Dumpster. Yes. Welcome to Movie Dumpster. <laughs> for Fam Zone. Um, and uh, one of our biggest, yeah, well, uh, I do too many podcasts. Um, <laughs> one of our biggest issues was that, like, Jessica Alba in that movie is only there for titillation. Like, she's the only astronaut who apparently can't zip up her suit. Here's my boobs. And I, it's, Denise Richards is used in a very similar way in this movie. Uh... She's le- she's less booby in this. Less, far less booby. Jessica Alba is there's there's like whole gags devoted to that movie. Uh, in that movie, devoted to her being naked. Yeah, well, because she's the invisible woman. But I don't know. I think I think uh, for the most part, Denise is dressed uh, fairly um, appropriately. She's still a babe, though. Yeah, and I mean, think about this movie. It came out in 94. I I, I think it, everything she wears is fine. I mean, I get where you're coming from, Connor, for sure. But I get to think about when this was made and how long she'd been acting at that point. So, like, there's going to be some concessions. Everyone involved in making this movie was probably just, you know, they probably had their hearts in the right place, but whatever. She's not too revealing in this movie, even with the end. You know, it's very like... Oh, boy. We'll get to that. So, where are we at? Oh, they, we meet uh, Uncle What's-His-Nuts. Uncle Chuck? the fuck's this guy's name uncle bob good old drunk uncle bob uncle bob uncle bob or uncle george mr uncle as i'll refer to him is uh michael's sole guardian who is uh passed out in a chair uh with a flask between his arms and we only know that there's a flask between his arms because byron reaches in grabs it takes a swig and i kind of chuckled when he goes to put it back and like uncle's subconscious arm reaches up grabs it puts it back to where it was and kind of gives him a nod like (laughs) oh it's booze thank you oh there's still some weight to it okay i'm all right i'm all right uh so they're sitting there and they're kind of uh mourning over michael's state even though he's seemingly fine he's in a coma for 15 days or 15 hours oh hours i'm sorry he should be a red bloody pulp yeah but that's not only should he be tore apart but like 
It's is it a coma if you're only in it for 15 hours? That's what I was saying. Like you're that, just unconscious, or or maybe you're conscious and just not awake yet. Well, I think that's the joke is that he's been in a coma for only 15 hours, and then Lomax comes in, they basically give him away. It's not like he's kiddo. He's been sitting there for fucking five years chilling. Yeah, I guess that's the gag. I guess you're right, Sean. Like that's the gag, I guess, or whatever. But it is still stupid, <laughs> even in the context of this yeah, movie. Yeah, it's that fucking is dumb. A fucking T-Rex robot with a brain in it. And you're not even you're not even told what kind of injuries he sustains because he's just there and he looks pristine uh, and they say there's no brain or spinal injury so you're like then what the fuck is wrong with him I don't know if it's just be- that's the way Paul Walker looks when he's laying down I didn't go to his funeral but he is smiling I'm gonna resist the urge to make a very terrible joke at his expense so <laughs> but like he's laying down in this bed and he's supposed to be just mauled by a fucking lion, and he's, like, totally pristine, like you said, and he's smiling. Well, in his defense, he's probably also only getting to listen to the ridiculousness that's happening around him, and probably can't hold back a smile. A few people in this movie can't hold back grins when there's something utterly ridiculous going on. I was watching it going, those people were perfectly forgiven for cracking a smile during all this, because this is all insane. <laughs> <laughs> so Bernie Lomax rolls into the fucking, uh, the hospital, smoking a cigarette. Billy walks in first. Oh, that's right, go ahead. Billy, Billy. Billy comes in and he, you know, him and his gang are the ones that put fucking Michael in this position. And he's just like, oh, wait, we came to check on him. They came there to see if fucking uh, Denise Richards was there. So does all he do is like, I'm assuming Billy's life is just stay, he stays in one place and waits for notifications of her location and or who she's with. He's got a tracking device on her car. And then he opens his mini map and he's like, I'll travel here. Um, so Billy, uh, they walk into the hospital room and they immediately get punked by Byron and, and Tammy. D- he like. He tries to fucking, like, manhandle her. He's like, come on, you come with me. And she fucking kicks him right in the dick. And I was like, yeah, good for you. Uh, Finally, you stood up for yourself. Seriously. And then Byron's like, I will claw your fucking eyes out, buddy. So get out of here. So they split. And I believed him. I think Byron's my favorite character, easily. Probably. I liked him a lot. So they leave... And then, as they're walking out, fucking Bernie Lomax comes into the hospital, smoking a fucking cigarette with his sidekick, Helga. See, I would say it's like, it's weird seeing people smoke indoors, but because of where I live, that weirdness is gone. Yeah, but it's 1994 inside a hospital. Oh, I know, but when you when you walk into a casino, you're like, <coughs> ah! Yeah, but they're not gambling. They're same, trying <laughs> to know. save people's lives. But I also went through a time where it was like, no cigarettes any inside anywhere anymore in New Jersey. And then I move out here and it's like, what do you mean I can buy liquor at the grocery store and people are smoking inside buildings? <laughs> yeah, man. I remember smoking fucking IHOP right on 37 there. Yep. He's also doing like the race stance cigarette smoke where he has like 18 inches of ash on this thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he ever really pulls off it. No, he doesn't. Uh, and it's basically just dangling out of his mouth. Bankman! Bankman! I saw it, I saw it, I saw it. <laughs> Here, his German accent is on fucking peanut butter thick. Like, it's all over the place. Yeah, I guess this was like this was like day one filming. And then like after he found out about it, he was like, yeah, fuck this. And then demands to know where, what does he ask for? Well, he tells Helga to check on him to make sure he's okay. Because he's trying to convince uh, Tammy and Byron that he's dead. Or he's, or he's close to death. And she like... She, like, unplugs something to make it sound like his heart's fucking dying, and they they believe him. Right, but right before that, there is this doctor who's, this, like, in-doctor who's apparently there, and I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, who is this guy? And he's like, hey. And they know each other. They have history that we're not given. Yeah, exactly. He's like, hey, I found that patient for you. He's like, hey, thank you. That's great. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to go in there now. Uh, yes. Tell me what's room he's in. I'll go see him right away. Yes, I'm going to make shitty movie with Paul. 
Paul Walker, where is he? Is he in this room? Oh, you mean he's comatose? I'll prop him up. I'm going to use his corpse in my movie. Oh, he would. Um, so he goes in there and he he, he gives his greetings to Tammy and everything. And uh, what I, he's like, we will do everything to save your boyfriend. Yes. And Helga, by the way, I don't know what the fuck is Helga wearing? Her her boobs are hanging out in every shot. It's like a nurse's outfit, and then like she just has like lingerie underneath the fucking uh the nurse's out the the old timey nurse's outfit with her boobs out. But they, as Sean just said, her boobs were out in almost every shot in the film. She looks like a Barbarella reject. <laughs> Well, I thought that's what they were going for, and they never really did. Okay, you ready to get your fucking mind blown? We are going to draw some parallels between this movie and Napoleon Dynamite. Excuse me? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Pizza! So, this woman, who, who her name is Helga in the movie, her name is Ellen Dubin. Uh, and in Napoleon Dynamite, she played uh, Eileen, who is the mother of what's-her-face? Uh, Napoleon Dynamite's, like, uh, girlfriend or what have you. Deborah. Deborah, yeah. Uh, okay, see, here, and here's the thing, I... <laughs> I gave Napoleon Dynamite like 30 minutes and then shut it off forever. I have never finished that movie. It's it's worth watching at least once. It's fine. You know, that's like the OG kind of type of that humor. So it's okay. It, it's fine. It's a fine movie. It was it was not for me. But anyway, yeah, Helga. So she's a player in it. And there's somebody else in this film that we'll get to in a little while uh, who was also in Napoleon Dynamite. But anyway, so they so like had, Sean had said, uh, Helga... Um, pulls the plug on the uh the heart no, no okay she, she doesn't pull the plug she clamps something now like she literally she puts a clamp on something like a clothespin or like a piece of pair of pliers on something i don't know what it is my first thought was like did she just clamp his line because yeah that'll kill him well they weren't they didn't want to kill him uh I, I felt like she like took the monitor the heart monitor and like plugged it into something else so it would just have like a dead line and she was like oh my god he's dead but yeah she does this thing and it, it feigns the equipment into, into kind of giving the he's dying signal signal um and dr walken walkenstein 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 wankenstein i called him wankenstein i thought it was funnier rick wakemanstein <laughs> Leaps onto, but straddles Paul Walker's body, begins to uh, pound on his chest, screaming, Live! And he's like, Oh, that's it. There's nothing I can do. He's dead. Oh, he's very dead. He's dead as doornail. Imagine if he woke up right now. Considering that, like, he was only in a, in a coma for like 15 hours, his injuries don't seem that serious. Like, wouldn't the first punch to his chest just wake him up, like, right away? Probably. Or stop his heart, one or the or other. Or stop his I think, heart. <laughs> I think Byron even says that. He's like, if he does not, he's going to wake up with a heart attack now or some shit like that. It's going to be like Uma Thurman in fucking Pulp Fiction. Yeah. <laughs> a fucking felt pen! <laughs> so they pronounce him dead, and Denise Richards is like, oh my god, he's dead? Doctors who don't work in this building pronounce him dead, uh, and no one else comes and checks his vitals, and they're just allowed to take his corpse. It, that's what I'm telling you. It's like a black market fucking scheme, because that other doctor was like, hey, that gum, that comatose guy's in the other room. Here's your paperwork, and he's like, here, hold my cigarette. He's like, oh, thank you. Buried in this movie is, another, is a very interesting movie about the investigative follow-up to every event in this film. Yeah, was there like a $2,000 check like rolled up in that cigarette? What do you mean he just disappeared? Hmm? The hospital's not accounting for that or anything. So, uh... Denise Richards faints, and then Byron faints, and then fucking Uncle Bob is passed out in the corner. And they take Paul Walker's body, and they roll him outside, and they're just about to put him into the car, and he, like, wakes up, and he looks at uh, Terry Kaiser and, and Helga, and he's like, and he's like, oh... Uh, I had a dream I was in Kansas, and you were there, and you were there. And he's like, oh, that, yeah, that's great. Yeah, this is at the point where I said that he just deserves to die. That was such a bad <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I was like, who the fuck wrote that in there? And then fucking creepy little Bobby fucking stabs him with like something for him to go to sleep. And he's like, oh, I feel great. I'm Paul Walker. Good night. Good night, Ollie. Good night, Stanny. And then just shoots back away because I'm almost positive that guy shot him with like some kind of stimulant. Animal tranquilizers. I don't sell sedatives. <laughs> tranquilizers. I do have. So then they stab him with the shit and he wakes up again and fucking Helga like punches him out. Oh, uh, and she hits like a fighter. He, if they wanted his brain, it's mush now. Yeah, right? And I think Bobby even says that. He's like, you're gonna fucking fuck up his brain. This happens like, what, two, one or two more times? And he's like, you're gonna give him brain damage before we even get this thing out of there. I'm like, that's the smartest character in the movie. <laughs> she beats the piss out of him. They literally have him laid out on the fucking table, like about to cut his head open and he turns the, the power saw on and it like wakes him up and he's like, oh my God, what's happening to me? And then she just like knocks him out again. Terry Kaiser's like trying to cut his head open with a fucking jigsaw. Even if you're a mad scientist, like... You would have, like, proper tools, not, like, woodworking fucking tools. A mad scientist would walk in and yell at him about his sterile field. Where are your gloves? What are you doing? <laughs> I am going to smoke while I perform this procedure. This headquarters is drab and lifeless. I hate it. Left his fucking gloves on the T-Rex. So they take out Paul Walker's brain, and uh, they put it in this fucking T-Rex. He's, like, hooking up the nodes to the brain, and it's, like, this quote-unquote funny segment where, like, he's... Sure, he's, it's funny. <laughs> He's, you know, putting the nodes into the brain and, like, the hand's coming up and, like, fingering fucking Helga's ass. And she's like, yes, it's working very well. And then uh, he's like, oh, but what about the motor functions? And he, like, puts it in his leg and it kicks the fucking meathead guy. The most lumbering kick in the history of film. If this thing slowly reaches up and just kind of, like, shoves him with his big old foot. Fucking big boots him right into the wall. Yeah. And then, like, he's like, now your optics are online or whatever, and he's like, you can see, oh, this is great, and then tomorrow we will give him a lobotomy and then make him our slave or whatever we're trying to do here with this fucking thing. By the way, we're never told what his actual, like, what the larger intentions are. He just sticks a human being's brain in a T-Rex robot for seemingly shits and giggles. This is the most mad scientist thing I've ever heard of. What he alludes to later is, like, he wants to build automatons and then put people's brains in them so that people could live forever. Why the fuck would you build a fucking T-Rex? As your prototype. This reads like a famous Spider-Man panel where Spider-Man's talking to Sauron. And he says, <laughs> yeah, but with your abilities, you could turn, you could cure cancer. You could stop illness. Why do you want to turn people into dinosaurs? He says, because I don't want to cure cancer. I want to turn people into dinosaurs. Because fuck you. <laughs> because I'm a bad guy. It, basically. Because maybe, Mr. Wayne, some people just wanted to see the world burn. That's my horrible Alfred impression, so. I found a T-Rex the size of a tangerine when I was in Burma. Mr. Wayne. Some people just want to put their brains inside a T-Rex and watch the world fucking die. Oh, I love my cocaine. I'm Michael Caine. Make me into a dinosaur. So they haven't eaten all day, and they're like, wow, order a pizza. But he's like, we didn't eat all day. And he's like, oh, so I'll do a pizza. I'm going to fuck Helga. Bye. And Sean, who the fuck rolls up as the pizza guy? Fucking Efren Ramirez. I couldn't believe this shit. I literally paused the movie... And I had to go on Wikipedia and check. Who is that? Pedro from Napoleon Dynamite. Are you fucking kidding me? This is the second Napoleon Dynamite reference. What's his name again? Efren Ramirez. He was also in Crank 1 and 2. Uh, I mean, he's in a bunch of shit, but... He's been in so much stuff. I think I think this is his first role as Pizza Boy. <laughs> in fucking Tammy and the T-Rex. I, I was ecstatic. Let's let's go find out. I'm going to I'm, I'm IMDbing him right now. Yeah, it says it's his last movie. Or his first movie, rather. That is amazing. I didn't catch that at all. He was in Kazam, apparently. Good for him. I guess. Interesting. There was a Napoleon Dynamite TV series. 
I didn't see that for sure. No thank you. And he was in it. My God. Anyway. Hey, everybody needs a paycheck. Vote for Pedro. So, yeah, the, the pizza man comes in. Does he get scared of the T-Rex? the T-Rex step on him or something? I don't remember what happens here. It freaks him the fuck out, and he just drops the pizza and books it. Yeah, I, th- I thought for sure the T-Rex was going to eat the pizza, but he doesn't. Oh, that would be the fucking best. No, they saved that for the fucking commercial that never got made. Yeah, <laughs> the Pizza Hut commercial tie-in. Tammy and the T-Rex with Pizza Hut. Get a free brain toy with every garlic bread order. Read five books over the summer and get a free copy of Tammy and the T-Rex and a small pan pizza. Don't buy anything. We'll give you one for free. We need to get rid of these things. You couldn't give this fucking film away. This is when he becomes cognizant that he's in a fucking... Well, he's in a robot body, right? Yeah, he like he's got this weird scene. It's you know what I thought it was like. It was like the scene in Alien Covenant when David like sees himself and like makes out with himself, <laughs> and the T Rex is like caressing Paul Walker's face. He's like, "That's me, my body," and he like raises a mirror to his face. He's like, oh, "I'm an abomination." He raises the mirror to his face with his little T Rex hands. It's very important that we keep referencing the T Rex hands. <laughs> Super long T Rex hands. That scene just made me think of Nicholson as the Joker when he's like first comes out and he realizes what he looks like he's got the fucking mirror and everything i did my best look what i have to work with here so so yeah paul paul i I just call him dino mike from now on dino mike oh fuck you that's terrible but i love it somebody's getting sued by jj walker somewhere he's like he's like oh that that's me and now i'm in the dinosaur and look at me i'm disgusting uh, the dinosaur doesn't talk, by the way, at all, which is a missed opportunity, in my opinion. I feel like the dinosaur should have talked. But anyway, it doesn't. Totally should have. It's a robot. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. Like, why? You could have just made up some bullshit like Terry Kaiser put a fucking voice box in it or whatever. So then uh, he sees himself and then Carl comes in and he's like, oh, there's my pizza on the floor. He's like, hey, you're supposed to be asleep, you fucking T-Rex. And he's like, come on, buddy, we're going at it. He goes, uh, warning, I'm a black belt. He kicks this motherfucker right through the front doors. <laughs> and he fucking falls on his ass. This T-Rex walks out of this giant warehouse. And he fucking stomps on this guy, like, right into the pavement. Like, right on his fucking chest. But uh, it should be noted that there, this movie is loaded with graphic death. That gets cut away a whole lot. Graphic off-screen death. He, here's the thing, though. Like, there was a ton of gore in this movie. That was cut for a PG-13, but there is an Italian dub floating around somewhere that has all the gore intact. Whoa! Yeah, I'd like to get my hands on a copy of that. That copy's probably insane. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, you don't really see it. Like, there's there's obvious cutaways to shit in this, and you're like, oh, that was probably a big gore gag. So he stomps this fucking guy's head, and there's, like, an old lady, like, talking on the phone with, like, her husband. She's like, I gotta go, there's a dinosaur stepping on somebody. She's talking to her bookie. Oh, oh, yeah! She's like, put 20 more on the horse. So now the dinosaur's out. He's not lobotomized. He's he's full Paul Walker. He's gone full Paul Walker in his dino body. He uses a payphone. Oh my fucking God. So yeah, he uh, he approaches this payphone the old one was using. And he, like, he gets down to payphone level with his head. And then he's got these gigantic T-Rex arms with the two fingers that come up from the bottom of the payphone. It's the most illogical thing you'll ever see. These T-Rex arms are like fucking 12 feet long. They're fucking Inspector Gadget arms. (laughs) He's an animatronic T-Rex, so it might be, you know, go, go, Gadget T-Rex arm. There'd be no reason for him to not have those. He built that in, but not a voice box. Yeah, why did you... Here's my thing. Here's my thing. You build a robot T-Rex, 
and you just you don't go with any of the extra flair. You don't do any extracurricular cool details. Like it's a robot T Rex, okay, and and it breathes fire. <laughs> yeah, all right. It has a laser on its head and shoots grenades out of its ass, and it has extendo arms. So I'm pretty sure this is the only movie you'll ever see where a T Rex makes a call on a payphone, and he calls Denise Richards, and she picks up the phone, and he's just like. <laughs> and then hangs up. Well, she doesn't pick up action. I think that's why he knows where to go. He's he's got to go down to fucking seaside heights and look at the uh, local club to find her. <laughs> find where all the white people are dancing. Yeah. Well, she uh she said she was gonna go to a party with Paul or uh, Michael that weekend. Like, yeah, you're gonna go to the party. She's like, yeah, I'll see you at the party. Bye. Oh right. Yeah, yeah. This is that party. So they're all at the party and uh. You know, one of the girls that had ratted out Paul, or uh, I keep saying Paul. I'm just going to call him Paul Walker. This is a weird plot thread that just gets dropped almost immediately. Yeah, because like one of the one of the uh, greaser girls that was in the gang with Billy, like didn't want to like blow the whistle on Paul Walker. She was she was obviously very hesitant to get this whole situation rolling and then during the the beatdown like she's the only one who looks like she's like maybe we shouldn't have done this right she feels partly responsible but like totally does it anyway so she's totally responsible yeah and then and then the blonde girl who's like kind of implied she's with billy but not really is like dancing with this like big biker dude and then the second billy walks into this party she's like see you later loser he's like i'll be here that fat biker guy looks like the guy looks like the dude from fucking uh friday five the guy who rides around on the motorcycle? Oh, my God. He made me think of fucking Bulk from friggin' Power Rangers. He does, doesn't he? Just the look. Just the look of him. Yeah, and this blonde chick is is Bridget from Leprechaun 2. This is, like, her only other role. Tammy is over there pouting. She's with Byron. The other chick walks up and says, like, I'm really sorry. What? Th- I can't remember the response. Uh, yeah, it was something It was something like, oh, I'm really sorry about happening to Paul Walker. And she's like... Yeah, well, whatever. And she's like, yeah. Oh, that's right. She's like, She walks up. She's like, I'm really sorry for the accident, Michael Gunn. And she's like, it wasn't an accident. Which, yes, of course. Anybody with a brain can tell you it's not an accident. Then someone gets chased, uh, possibly abducted, and thrown into a lion pen. Yeah. Everything was pretty premeditated. Nothing about that screams accident. <laughs> no. Paul Walker let himself into the big cat den and died. But I don't know what came over him. He just kept running and running. I said, stop. And then he just hopped the fence and that was it. Not even. He grabbed the fucking uh, uh, bolt cutters and cut the fucking chain off and walked in there. He's crazy. He bit through it with his teeth. I saw him do it. <laughs> These teenagers just remind me of, like, a less edgy version of, like, the bad teenagers from fucking Toxic Avenger. Like, they might not have run over his head with the car, but they might as well have. Uh, by the way, (laughs) you know, you make a dinosaur movie in 1994, Jurassic Park came out two years prior to this, and this movie looks so fucking bad. This movie looks atrocious. (laughs) I just wanted to throw that in there, because goddamn. So, uh, the T-Rex crashes this party. And we're skip. We are skipping a few minutes. We're skipping a few minutes, but like nothing happens. It's just party shenanigans. No, no, something absolutely happens. I need. To, I need to talk about this. So Tammy's all pissed off. Billy shows up. You know the blonde goes with her with him, and you know Byron goes up to get a drink from. I can only assume it's the proprietor of this party, Caveman Ken. Oh, that's right. Uh... He's gonna take care of you. 
hey, I'm Caveman Ken. How you doing? Byron's like, okay, take care of me. And she's like, this this guy was acting like he was trying to sell you on his personal business. Like, I feel like Caveman Ken is a real thing. And he pro- and he probably had a real DJ company. He's like, look, I'll be in your movie if I can plug my own shit. Caveman Ken, coming to disc jockey at your birthday party, our bar mitzvah. You gotta plug my business, man. So, so you have this little scene, and then the T-Rex, like you said, absolutely does crash the party. But first you have... Uh, you know, Billy tries to go off with the chick from Leprechaun 2 into his car, and Weasel, like, comes up behind him with, like, the third wheel, like, Oh, what do you mean, man? I'm coming with you. You're my ride. And he's like, Get out now, asshole. I'm trying to fuck this chick. Get out of my face. So they go back to his his car, and they're fucking in the car, and this dinosaur comes up. In a convertible, by the way. Yeah, out in the open, like, less than 20 feet from the actual party. So, and then, like, Weasel walks off maybe five feet and goes to pee in the bushes. And he starts muttering to himself, and then a fucking Tyrannosaurus Walker Rex lifts his foot up and eviscerates him. Hold on a second. You know, he pisses on the T-Rex's leg. Yeah, yeah, yes! He doesn't just walk into the bushes. He goes, hmm, who put this big T-Rex there? And goes, yeah, whatever. And then he pisses on the fucking t-rex's foot he takes everything f- below the rib cage to maybe the pelvis like everything goes this is again one of those scenes where i feel like you know it was cut like i feel like there was a bunch of bowel spilling out of this fucking guy oh especially because you, you see the aftermath later on he's he's gutted like a fish uh and then after he eviscerates this poor teenager uh paul walker soros rex goes <laughs> fuck him he killed paul walker Paul Walker's just trying to get some revenge, man. Well, oh, obviously, yes. He's like, how many times will I be in a T-Rex by the rest of my life? Yeah. I mean, I need people, for sure. <laughs> so he sees uh, he sees Billy in the... In, uh, does he see her? Does he hear them? I think it's a little bit of both. He <laughs> follows them, like, because he's watching them walk away prior to the piss on his foot. You, you get this, this fucking soundbite from Billy when, when the uh, blonde sees the T-Rex above them. She starts screaming, and he goes, I'm gone, right? <laughs> This fucking T-Rex comes down, grabs this fucking lady's leg, and just pulls her right out of the fucking car. Starts munching on it. It's implied later on that he he rips her leg off, but you don't see it. I was actually wondering what happened to her, and I had to have it explained to me by a character about five minutes later. Yeah, well, there's a lot of scenes where, like, the dinosaur will bite somebody... Or go for a body part, and then you just see his face, and there's like a little bit of blood and like some kind of meat. So it's like, okay, there was definitely a scene missing there. So Billy fucking like runs back to the party screaming like a maniac. Like, there's a fucking monster out there. He's killing. He ate her. We got to get out. Call the police. Ah, there's a dinosaur. People are like, shut the fuck. And everyone's like, get out of here. What are you, like 35? This is a kid's party. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, dude, who invited your uncle, man? Who invited your uncle? What is he doing here, and why is he screaming about T-Rexes? Uh, that's all right, man. He's just on coke. So he freaks out. The dinosaur, you know, the T-Rex comes in, and everybody fucking flips shit. And the dinosaur is able to pick out the posse that Billy has and, like, stomps the fuck out of two guys. Is this before or after he totally 100% decapitates Billy? Uh, no, this is, oh, I'm sorry, that's after. He, yeah, he totally eats fucking Billy's head off. 
because uh, he like runs into a tent and he's like, "You gotta get out of here! There's a dinosaur!" And then you just see this big fucking mouth grab him by the head and pull him off screen. It's a pretty good shot, actually. <laughs> see, there's there's much to be desired here because like I totally wanted to see these bullies just get fucking eviscerated, and I'm kind of deprived of it. So yeah, it's still pretty cool, but you know, it, it's short lived. It's it's just in this party sequence. I mean, you get to see a T Rex stick his fucking foot out and trip a bunch of people. <laughs> It is kind of like the violence in Unbound, where it's like, it's very pedestrian, the whole film, and then all of a sudden, people are getting their hearts ripped out. But you see it in that movie, in that case. Yeah, you don't you don't see it in this movie. So yeah, like Sean said, he fucking sticks his foot out like a goddamn like slapstick gag, and like four people go flying, and one of them happens to be Byron. And the other two are parts of Billy's gang, and he fucking stomps these dudes out. This is one of the funniest scenes in the fucking movie, by the way. Oh my god, the way this looks is so fucking good. Again, with the T-Rex extendo arms, picks up Byron, brushes his fucking shoulders off, dusts his shoulders off, and gives him a quick, friendly pat on the shoulders, like a little, good job, buddy, and then just walks off. <laughs> the motions and, like, the, the, the expression in the hands are so... So human. Like, <laughs> fucking Earl Sinclair, motherfucker. <laughs> so then the, the cops show up, do they not? Yeah, cops show up, and, and you find out that the, the sheriff is actually Byron's father, and he's kind of like... Every time these other, like, cops that are clearly, like, morons open their mouth or say something, like, racist or inappropriate, he just, like, fucking rolls his eyes and is just like, all right, fellas, let's get to work. He's like, clearly has dealt with this shit for a while. He's got these two deputies that are, like, super fucking racist. They hate black people they hate gay people and byron happens to be both of those things and they're making fucking jokes left and right that are just like just fall flat on their face and it's like the one guy's like ah make sure you don't you have to bend over to pick anything up because uh, the gay guy's here and it's like yeah hilarious you're hilarious you old fucking jerk off. I mean, they at least play it off. Like, I, I, I don't get the point of the joke being in there at all, other than to be like, hey, these guys are fucking assholes, right? But it's like, was that even necessary? Like, they're already morons as it is. It has no it has no place, like, at all. Real quick, J.J. Uh, Saunders, who plays Sheriff Black, was an extra in Beetlejuice. He was a character in The Incredible Hulk. Uh, looks like recurring, because it says 1970 to 1980. And he was a doctor in Thief by Michael Mann. Um, I've only seen Beetlejuice out of those things. Well, not that I remember The Incredible Hulk. I barely remember that. I, I watched the shit out of The Incredible Hulk, but, but couldn't tell you a single episode I saw. <laughs> no, I just... I just was waiting for fucking Lou Ferrigno to show up. I think I was watching that whole block waiting for fucking something else to come on. I might have been waiting for Mission Science Theater. It's possible. Yeah, they did have it on sci-fi for a while with the reruns. Yeah, they had because they had they had the Incredible Hulk, Six Million Dollar Man, the billion the 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 Bionic Woman, and uh, Quantum Leap all in a block that would play like every morning. Yes. And then they rotated, and it was Quantum Leap, Monsters, and Tales from the Dark Side, and that's when I was like, yes! Back when sci-fi was great! Yeah, when it just played sh- other good old shit. Now it's Sifi. Sci- <laughs> These cops are going to the crime scene, and they're, uh, they're picking up several pieces of discarded uh, body parts. These things are mutilated, obviously by some type of large animal. And... Okay, fine. I don't... If my son told me that there was a giant T-Rex running around, I wouldn't believe him either. But there's obviously some kind of large animal involved. He doesn't He doesn't write him off immediately. Well, immediately he does, but then when he's like, come on, Dad, like, think about it. He's like, well, it sounds crazy, but 
I got nothing else to go on, so sure. Maybe there's a subplot where he's unhappy that his son is gay. I, I didn't read it that way. I read it more like he just couldn't... Uh... Oh, I'm being so facetious, it's not even funny. I'm I'm, I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I, I, I read that as, like, more so that he, him and his son just don't have anything in common, and it's like he's a teenager. And... Well, because his son is ridiculous, but I love him. Yeah, well, I like the way they played it, though. It's not... He's not like, oh, my son's gay and I can't take it. It's just like, yeah, you sound like a crazy person. Yeah, I'm, I'm tired of your shit for today as your father. Yeah, I'm tired of your fucking T-Rex fantasies. Shut up. So that's all cleaned up or something, you know, whatever. And then we go back to Denise Richards' house. Well, first you get one more quick scene with Wackenstein. as him and Helga. They drag fucking Judge Doom into the building. <laughs> Peel this motherfucker off the concrete, and she licks her fingers. Yeah, she's she's licking blood off her fingers and rolling him up like a newspaper. It's like he's a fruit roll-up, for God's sake. And also, like, why is this woman always eating something in every fucking scene she's in? <laughs> I didn't notice. I didn't notice that. Yeah, man, she's licking her fingers here. They're in the car a little later at the morgue, and she's eating like chicken nuggets or some shit. She's the the Downey Jr. of this movie. She just hides snacks everywhere. Yeah, what the fuck? Uh, yes, yeah, so they're. The, the, by the way, they're rolling up Carl. Is who they're rolling up. He is. Yes. Who is long, who is now very very dead, flattened as a big giant piece of red goo. Yeah, he was stomped out right before the payphone call. Yeah, and that's who they're rolling up like a paper. Presumably to dispose of him somehow, I imagine they're just going to toss him in the dumpster with how much care they're putting into getting his body off the ground. Yeah, well, he even says, like, can we use his body for parts? Yeah, right next to the Hug-A-Bunch. What happens? Oh, yeah, this is where we're, yeah, we're at Tam- Tammy's house, aren't we? Yeah, we're at Tammy's house, and Tammy's just getting out of the shower, and the T-Rex comes to the window. <laughs> this is like a King Kong fucking moment if I ever saw one. It really is, though. Here, oh, God, this is such a weird scene, because now I'm thinking about it, and, like... She screams, okay? The dinosaur is outside the window and she screams. And then Dad, the wet towel downstairs, is like, wait a second, turn off that blender. I think I heard somebody, I thought I heard our daughter scream. And she's like, what is it? And she's like, ah, uh, she's fine. Good, th- good thing she's talking because, you know, she's feeling better. And he's like, no, turn that off. Something's wrong. So they run upstairs and he opens the door and the room is in shambles. And I'm like, how the fuck did this dinosaur... Grab this woman from across the room. <laughs> He's got those long arms, yeah. man. He's got those noodle arms. Dude, here's what happened, okay? He was outside next to the house, and u- using the window as his point of reference, he used his extendo arms, and they went down around the garage to the front door. He opens the front <laughs> door and snakes his arms up the stairs, stair by stair, opens her door, and reaches in and drags her out by the ankles. Go, go, gadget, tino arms. It's like the opening of fucking Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> Like the fucking music's playing. Dun, 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 dun. It, I imagine it would go down like you're playing a claw machine. Like you're just looking in the window like, uh, uh, almost there. He's like Mr. Fantastic. Why? I just got that memory out of my head. Yeah, well, it's coming back to haunt you. In dino form. So he somehow grabs Denise Richards from her bedroom. Well, Connor just explained it, so we know how. Oh, yeah, exactly. Excuse me, that was the that was the scientific explanation. That's the canonical explanation of what happened in this movie. Exactly, they just couldn't film it because the technology simply wasn't there. As Denise Richards is being like dragged down the stairwell, she says, Dad, Dad, help me. He's like, excuse me, I need to help my daughter. Hold on, yeah, so who are you? I'm listening for my daughter upstairs. So the, the T-Rex takes her to a barn? Sure, yeah, I guess. I don't know where this movie takes place. Uh, 
It's in it's in California, which is why in this scene when when he walks up and there's like that cheesy Jurassic Park thing where like her mirror is like shaking. I think the implication there is that, oh, they were in California. So she's just assuming it's an earthquake and doesn't think anything of it. Yeah, that even happens at the party, too. They're like, oh, shit, an earthquake. Well, it's fine. We always have them. Man, what kind of life do you live where you're just like, oh, it's just an earthquake? Uh, Yeah, fuck that. No, no, thank you. But that's also me having to infer that. I mean, it's never actually explicitly ever, like, gone into. What if you fell into a fucking fissure? Like, no, I don't, no. No, fuck you. <laughs> like, broke your leg and you're just, like, in this fucking hole, this crack in the ground? I am being swallowed by the earth, literally. That's awful. You didn't, like, you didn't die? You're just kind of there until you die, like starve or a rock falls on you or something. So anyway, uh, so they're in a barn and you're like, okay, so this must be pretty far away, right? So she's like, oh my God, uh, you're a dinosaur. And the dinosaur starts playing fucking charades with Denise Richards. Yes, it does with very human hands. So again, the extendo arms come out and, and he's like tapping the side of his face. And she's like, ah, it so- sounds like, so- sounds like fingers. And he's like, no, you stupid bitch. And he's like, somehow motions rain? He just, like, moves his arm up and down. (laughs) Yeah, first he points to the bracelet, and she's like, oh, yeah, Michael, Michael gave this to me. Do you know Michael? And he's just shaking his head. I guess he's doing that. No, that was after they established the rain means brain. I I almost would have been better with this if they just, like, had the fucking T-Rex just thumbs up. At this point, you've already gone that far with this freaking gimmick. Just go all the way with it. He gives somebody the finger later. He just pulls off the T-Rex glove, and he just has, like, five human fingers. He just gives her a thumbs up, puts the glove back on it assumes being a t-rex he might as well it's never mentioned again so he signifies the rain just by like flapping his hand up and down and denise Richards is like the rain sounds like rain a brain and then she t- and then he taps the bracelet and he's like michael michael's brain michael's brain in the dinosaur michael's brain in the dinosaur she takes an agonizingly long amount of time to put this together yeah and the dinosaur's like yup yup um, uh, michael's brains in my body and then she you know i gotta hand it to denise richards here because she's pretty convincing for being upset that i actually feel bad for denise richards for this whole movie <laughs> yeah like I, she sells it pretty well for the fact that her boyfriend's brain is inside a robotic dinosaur. And she comes off as uh, frighteningly committed <laughs> for a high school relationship. Yeah, there's like, a, there's like a scene later where she's like holding his head and she's legitimately upset about it. And I'm like, damn. <laughs> I'm like, what are you thinking about dead puppies or some shit when you're doing this? <laughs> Denise, it's an animatronic T-Rex. I don't need you to give this much range, okay? Exactly. She's trying to make her career at this point. So, yeah, she figures out that uh, that uh, he's it, Michael's brain is in this T-Rex. And then, like, somehow, I believe it cuts back to her house. Uh, and the police are there. We have we have Sheriff Black there already. Um, and the parents are causing a scene. Then, like, just Denise Richards just walks up to the backyard. It's like, hi, I'm fine, everybody. I didn't go very far. Ha ha. I gave her a ride in my time machine. I, I drove by and gave her a lift. Here's the thing. I saw a Tyrannosaurus Rex, and I said, hello, pretty lady, get in my car. I'll take you home. Here's a copy of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard of Michael Crichton? <laughs> I'm going to visit him. I didn't think too much of the T-Rex because it was probably my fault. And then the T-Rex says it's one line of the whole movie and it just like it mumbles. So it needs subtitles. That would have been the fucking 
best. I'm not even kidding. If they subtitled the dinosaur, yeah, well, that's what should have. Or, or again, he should have just talked. Uh, and did he, I don't know what what excuse did she use? She's like, oh, something scared me, so I went to go check it. It's like that doesn't explain your room that's been ransacked. No, she says I ran to the barn. She says I ran to the fields in the back, which I guess where this barn is. So you're telling me that these people live on a few acres. And there is a barn back there. That doesn't look like it from the front of their house. No, not at all. <laughs> not even close. It's like fucking Edward Scissorhands' neighborhood. In fact, I'm pretty sure when they show her in, like, the side yard, it shows other houses behind her house. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I can see your back. I can see the fence in your backyard. What the fuck is happening here? I ran I ran to the farm behind our house by cutting through several people's backyards. So she's, she explains to the cops that, like... A meteor hit the house or something? And her dad's not buying it. He's like, what? That makes no sense. The sheriff's like, all right, I'll tell you what happened. It was a T-Rex. And her dad's like, what the fuck? Is it a T-Rex or a meteor? I don't know what's happening. And then they kind of just go, eh, whatever. And they drop the whole subject and go to Michael's funeral. The whole thing was like Terry Kaiser was going to like return the body from the laboratory. So I guess they successfully did that because he's there. Oh, oh boy, is he? He sure is. We'll get to this physical gag, which might be my favorite in the whole film. And Tammy and Byron come up with this scheme. Basically, she explains to Byron what happened. And he pretty much like believes her immediately because of what happened at the party. And they have, like, this scheme that at the funeral, after everyone leaves, they're just going to, like, go in the casket and take the body so they can transplant the brain from the dinosaur robot back into his real body because apparently one of them knows how to do that. Well, uh, one of the, well I think one of them does per the ending. So. <laughs> yeah, well, they were going to capture the doctor and make him do it. Presumably, yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of the goal here, but I guess. So they wait for the funeral end and they start digging up his uh, Michael's uh, grave. <laughs> wait a second. You can't skip over Uncle Bob speech yeah that and the t-rex is off in the bushes like with an eyesight <laughs> it's right next to the fucking funeral procession okay it's right there it's full frontal fucking t-rex <laughs> in front of this thing i see you no you don't nope not here i know uncle bob gives a speech but i can't remember the details of it uh it's basically like you know everybody knows about me i'm a big drunk ha 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 and then the dinosaur laughs and... Yeah, he laughs and he's like shaking up and down like, yes. He's like, oh, Uncle Bob, you're such a fucking alcoholic. And then Uncle Bob like has like a touching moment at the end. He's like, he's like, I just thought he was going to grow up and be something someday. Make me proud. He's like, I love you, Michael. And then walks away and everybody just kind of goes, yeah, okay, bye. Meanwhile, the dinosaur is in the fucking background with literal tears streaming down his face. Yeah, they don't like bury him or anything. And then Denise Richards and Byron, like, jump into his grave. Yeah, literally. They don't even need to dig him up because the fucking casket's not even covered yet. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, that's right. right. They don't dig him up because he's not buried yet. It's, it's like the crew just waiting on the side for, like, Denise Richards and Byron to leave. They're like, dude, we, we got to get this done. Like, what the fuck are you doing over there, people? What is this crazy woman doing? <laughs> I know firsthand that you always wait until everybody's gone and then you and then you finish burying the the uh, casket. They were probably like, fuck, let's go get some coffee. This woman's never leaving. So they they whip open this fucking coffin. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Walker's body is a mess of fucking maggots. It's a fucking disaster of maggots, poor done, poorly done sutures, and rats, and like decaying flesh. It looks like shit. His body is in the worst state. It's only been like a day, and he's completely rotted out, full of disgusting things it's been a day with presumably no sort of preservation whatsoever he was probably just left out in the open with his fucking his his uh skull open wide i guess like did they stitch him up and they stitched him up 
Like, did they put him on ice? Did they bring him back to the morgue? Like, what did they do with his fucking body? It looks like they fucked it and then put it in the casket. (laughs) Maybe that was their kinky sex from the night before. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're always doing that kind of shit throughout, aren't they? It looks like they backed a steamroller over him and then just put him back together. Uh, And then Denise Richards freaks out. There's rats on her dress. And she's like, all right, well, when you're a new body. I mean, it's a nice dress. You don't want to ruin it. Byron's like, oh, get this man some bug spray. So they go to the morgue. Well, they go to the morgue because Wackenstein shows up and they get in this little tussle and Byron basically like back body drops Helgen to the fucking grave. Wackenstein grabs Tammy and he's like, I'm going to kill her unless you come with me back to my lab. And she fucking kicks him in the dick and throws him in the grave. And then, uh, like Sean said, Byron fucking just like pulls this woman over and she fucking like kicks her into the fucking grave yeah they tie them up don't they uh yeah yeah they tie him up and they put him in the truck and they're like you're gonna help us put paul's brain back in his body or another body so where do they go to get another body mcdonald's (laughs) mcdonald's because yeah because we're gonna put it in the fucking alien body of mac By by the way, same director here, folks. Mac and me and Tammy and the fucking T-Rex. Oh, for fuck. I didn't know that. Uh, so, so they go to the morgue and then they got this fucking T-Rex in like a, in like a, uh, pickup truck, moving van. with Some kind of big giant, like 18 wheeler fucking trailer looking thing. It's not even, it's like a U-Haul with the top cut off. Do you guys think that was literally just the top of the fucking dinosaur? Just like, you know, strapped to the back of this truck. Absolutely. <laughs> it was just the head. Like, it was just there. And then some uh, asshole with his fucking hand with, like, the T-Rex gloves on was there. So they, they're they trying to pick a body for Michael, but they, they can't really decide on one. And then Denise Richards is like, well, it's his body. Why doesn't he just select one? Byron finds one that he... And they both agree is attractive, but, uh... The dick is too small. <laughs> is it too small or too big? Because the teacher is like, oh my god. I think it was implied that it was too small. And, and Byron's just like, yeah, it looks good to me, man. Well, that's what I'm saying. Even though I'm going to get fucked by a T-Rex. <laughs> they start dragging bodies to the window uh, for Michael to give a T-Rex thumbs up or thumbs down to. Where is anyone that works here? That's what I'd like to know. Yeah, where are the employees? And Denise Richards is screaming the whole time, like, what do you think, Paul? Is this the body you want? What about this body? They're just a guy out front on the phone, like, there's some crazy people in my morgue. Also, yeah, also, they have a T-Rex in a, in a truck. They have a T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, like, there's also, like, this weird, like, kind of, like, Benny Hill kind of music playing. It's like, they pull the woman up this window and she is noticeably grinning. Well, here's, this is the scene where they show Hollywood from Mannequin. Really? Oh, that's him? Oh my God. Yeah, for like two seconds. And I was like, oh, there he is. He's like, he's like, oh, I don't like women. And she's like, well, I don't like women. And he's like, well, let's just show him anyway. And the fucking T-Rex is like contemplating it. He like scratches, he- scratches his head. Because he's looking at a naked woman. He's like, she's like, well, man, this is like a first time for everything. And he's like, uh, no. I'm good. Meanwhile, they're like manhandling these fucking corpses. Are, are they putting them back on the stretchers or are they just dropping them at their feet? Fuck no. They're putting them right on the ground. The fucking speed at which they're getting these bodies, there's no way they put them back in this lab. They totally dumped them in a pile. There's just a pile in front of the window. It's like the end of a Hitman level. It's just all the bodies piled into the one spot. This whole city is going to have lots of questions when these ser- this series of events is over, okay? So then the cops roll up and... Wackenstein and, and um, Helga like jump out of the car. They're still all tied up, and they run up to the cops. And uh, Denise Richards and Byron run out to the to the car. 
and the cops get out, and they're like, what the fuck's going on here? And they take the, the tape off of uh, Walkenstein's uh, mouth, and he's like, these people are crazy. They tied us up, and they, they took my dinosaur. And then a boom mic fell into the shot. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. Like, it's, I went back and rewound it because it was so fucking glaring. Like, I was like, tell me that not just fall like a foot and a half into frame. Well, it almost knocked Wackenstein's fucking eyeball out. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it dips all the way in, and you get a look at it, and it comes right back out. There's also another one, like, when we first meet Uncle Bob, there's like a shadow of it right next to his head on the wall <laughs> in the hospital, but anyway. I find that stuff to be so fucking charming. So, then Byron and Denise Richards, like, steal the truck they got the t-rex in it they're driving away the cops leave walkenstein and helga there and there's like this shitty joke where he's like choose my robes and she like goes down on him and she's like i can't wait and uh yeah hearty fucking horror and then long pregnant pause on his face blowjob jokes everybody remember that scene in goodfellas <laughs> So then Byron and Denise Richards are driving this truck. Do they fucking drive this to a local orchard? Like, what the where the fuck did they go? I thought they went to the barn that they were at before, and I'm like, it wasn't that far, and I thought it was in the backyard. Nope. It's apparently got a nice uh, jungle of apple trees or some shit. <laughs> it's totally like a vineyard or an orchard, you're right. Um, so uh, they're driving, they're driving, they drive into the woods for whatever reason to lose the cops, I think. And, uh, they crash the fucking truck and it, like, explodes and, like, falls over and the dinosaur is covered in branches just standing there like a static puppet. Because it is. Because it is. <laughs> well, that, that, you know, they had to get it off the truck somehow and, like, not interrupt, like, the flow of the movie, of, you know, whatever flow there was. Well, they couldn't show that thing doing anything but standing. Uh, so then the cops are showing up and Byron's like, I'll go cause a distraction. And his idea of a distraction is to just go out there and tell them what's going on. Yeah, like, I mean, I get what he was going for. He's, like, just trying to stop his dad. But, like, his dad's just like, enough of this horse shit. Just arrest him. I'm going after him. So they they go to, they're, like, at a, they're, like, holding up in, like, a barn or some shit. See, this is a weird jump cut because it's, like, uh, lock up my son, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, they, you know, he has Byron arrested or whatever, cuffed and put in the car. And then <laughs> the titular Tammy and the T-Rex scene happens here where she's riding this motherfucking T-Rex. <laughs> Down the road. In, like, the most horrid stop-start fucking force perspective you've ever seen. And then, like, like one scene of it is Denise Richards sitting on a puppet being towed by a car, and the other is this shitty fucking stop-motion shit going on. And then there's another crude joke, and it's like, ah, she looks like she's a really good rider. Yeah, he's like, oh, she rides real good, and then, like, the dinosaur gives him the fucking finger, and then fade to black. And then fade up and now we're on like a dirt road and you see this guy cycling down like some kind of fucking like cyclist you know like professional you know like the guys who go out with yeah. like, the, hel- the, the helmets yeah, he's got, and like, the the he's got the whole outfit on and he's cycling down this fucking country road there's like a cop car tailing him and at first i was like what what is happening like who is this and why why are we doing this uh and then it turns out it's Byron. He goes to this fucking barn and, like, rolls up and he... Well, it's the same barn from before, which is... You find out shortly thereafter. Which is like, what the fuck? Like, shouldn't it be right behind her fucking house? Like, what, what is happening? Well, and, and he goes to them. He, you know, Tammy's like, oh, you weren't followed. Where he's like, I made sure I wasn't followed at all. And the guy's, like, literally on the hill with binoculars. Like, yeah, there he is right there. Let's call back up. Yeah, he's like, I wasn't followed. I, you know, I rode my, I rode my bike here across country. Here's some sandwiches. You hungry? And uh, 
they're feeding the T-Rex, and, and she's like, oh, this is great. Everything's fantastic. Yeah, feeding the T-Rex, who's a fucking robot. Yeah, people continuously forget that he's a robot throughout this movie. It, it's going to come up soon, and then we're going to have a little discussion about that real quick. Here it comes. So... Uh, then Denise Richards is like, oh, is anybody talking about us? And Byron's like, you know, you ran away with a fucking robotic T-Rex. Like, of course, everybody's talking about it. <laughs> so then the cops roll up and because they were following Byron the whole time. And they're like, holy shit, the cops are here. Well, and I think it's also implied that it's with the state police because earlier in the movie, the sheriff was like, oh, I might have to get the state police in here somehow. I don't know how I'm going to explain this, though. Which means one extra squad car. In addition to what we've already seen. Yeah, the three the, the three cops who work in the city plus one extra. <laughs> exactly. Some fat old guy and some other and some other dude in like a business suit. So then they roll up and they got all their guns drawn and they're like, okay, you know, let's let's figure this out. So they kinda do like a, a surrender and they use Denise Richards' bra as like a fucking white flag. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's not a flag, that's a brazier. Yeah, he's like he's like, We need something white and not you. And they go outside <laughs> with this <laughs> I missed that joke. So they go outside and they're like, we're not here to surrender. We're here to negotiate. And his dad's like, shut the fuck up and get over here. He's like, arrest him. And so they grab them both and then the T-Rex comes out and the T-Rex is like, no, stop it. Don't do that. And uh, they're about to shoot him and they're like, no, don't shoot him. Right then, fucking Walkenstein fucking rolls up with Helga and he's got this big ass fucking tranquilizer gun. It looks like a fucking LMG for God's sakes. No, he has the gun that fucking uh, Pete Postlewaite from the Lost World has, okay? He is ready to kill a T-Rex. You mean if you uh, accidentally shot yourself in the foot? You'd be dead before you even know you had an accident. He basically somehow convinces the sheriff that, oh, this will only take 30 seconds to a minute, and, you know, it'll be over, and, like, Byron and Tammy are just like, no, really, you're, you're really gonna let this asshole do this? Like, we already told you this is our friend Michael. Like, I know it sounds crazy, but, like, don't you believe us? And he's like, it'll only take a minute? Okay, yeah, 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 go well, go do it. Dr. Walkenstein, like, does this bit where he's like, um, he's like, no, that's my robot dinosaur, and then they have this back and forth, and then he's like, of course it'll take 30 seconds, I'll hit with tranquilizers, and someone goes, if it's a robot, how are tranquilizers going to work? That's exactly what I was getting at. This is the time where the movie realizes that it's an animatronic robot. Or animatronic. An animatronic T-Rex. And not a real T-Rex. And he's like, well, if it's a robot, then how the fuck is a trank going to work on it? And then he pauses for like a day and a half. Well, I have memory crystals inside the technology and it's new technology or something. And fuck you because whatever. Why does that work? Fuck you. That's how. Pretty much. Everything is like, fuck you. That's the way it is in this movie. So the cops let him go in there for the minute and he goes in and he gets spooked by like a dove or whatever. And he like shoots the wall with the trank. And then the fucking T-Rex comes out and just fucking eats this guy. You don't get to see it. Just bites him in half. Yeah, it's very clear that he destroyed this dude. Yeah, like he totally gets fucking chomped right in half. Okay, but the weird thing about this is they show the bite about to happen and then slam cut to Helga running in terror, but she's running in slow motion and you see her reach back and pull down her pants. Not pull them off. Like, she reaches down and she adjusts them so that her ass isn't hanging all the way out. And the fact that, like, that's the take they kept tickles me to no end. Because... <laughs> well, you know, they couldn't show her boobs in this one shot, so they had to do, like, some kind of alternative take. So then it, like, slams cut right from the fucking butt shot to, like... It shows how much of, like, a perv the fucking director is. But anyway, it, like, it goes from that shot to... 
slam cut back to the T-Rex and his mouth's like all bloody with like meat hanging out of it. And it's like, I wanted to see fucking Bernie Lomax get bitten in half by a fucking dinosaur. Man, and you know what's, you know what's funny? You're robbed of the same thing in Friday 7 because that was the one that was like butchered by the studio. So in both of these movies, you're, you're robbed of seeing him meet his deserved demise. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, to be fair, you saw him meet his demise and then be treated like shit for an hour and a half in Weekend at Bernie's. So maybe he's had his, uh, he paid his dues. It's very true. So he bites Bernie Lomax in half. The dinosaur comes out. Helga runs away screaming. The fucking cops unload on this fucking dinosaur. Uh, and apparently that hurts it for whatever reason. I thought he was an animatronic. Like, what, why? I mean, you put enough bullets in this thing, I guess it's just gonna break eventually. But it falls over in pain, for Christ's sake. And he's like, And Denise, this is the scene I was talking about where Denise Richards runs up and, like, holds his head. And is just so sincere. She's given, like, a thousand percent. To this fucking animatronic T-Rex head. I mean, as far as she knows, her boy, her, you know love of her life boyfriend is now deader than he was before and he's died twice now essentially it's It's just so ridiculous a lot of shit to deal with it's acted so straight though with the rest of the movie it just comes off as out of not out of place but very noticeable and then we just cut and that's it yeah we just cut we cut to what the exterior of tammy's house and she's like skipping indoors seemingly super excited about something there's no fast forward a year or five years or two weeks or two months none of that shit we're just right in front of our house it's probably 15 hours (laughs) (laughs) another 15 hours she yeah she comes jogging up to the house no she pulls up to the house in like a car she's got like a bottle of whiskey in her hand or something and she kisses her mom she kisses her dad and her mom makes a comment like oh why is she so happy there's all this crazy shit just happened her dad's like whatever as long as she's happy he's like i'm kind of more weirded out with what they're doing to that guy yeah like they're cool with this what we're about to talk about yeah he's like he's not okay with it but it's still happening in his house yeah he fuck him this guy's like (laughs) i don't i don't like it but okay okay do whatever you want it's fine it's fine he got his fucking ass handed to him by that fucking other douchebag boyfriend. Well, at this point, his confidence is probably shattered. He probably wants to just be a complete master of inaction the rest of his life. Uh, fuck this guy. I mean, he was already halfway there. <laughs> yeah, he was already, he, now he's full committed. Yeah, but, like, it's just detestable, like, the fact that he couldn't defend his daughter or didn't, you know, at all. But anyway, so <laughs> Denise Richards goes upstairs into her bedroom. And she's pulling out this bottle of whiskey, and you're like, what the fuck, man? She's going to, like, get drunk by herself? Like, what's happening now? She turned into she turned into Uncle Bob, is what happened. So it turns out that... I don't know. How the fuck did she... Dev- I'm going to... I'm gonna First, I'm going to describe it, and then we're going to talk about how the fuck she devised this thing, okay? It's a handy... It's like an... It's like a... It's like a high eight camcorder rigged to this plastic uh, Petri dish... With Paul Walker's fucking brain in it, hooked up to all these nodes and shit, so he could see her via the camera. It looks like something out of a Creepy Crawlers commercial, okay? It looks like... (laughs) (laughs) You know what I just realized, though? What it probably is? Now that I'm re-picturing it in my head, it's literally the setup that fucking Lomax had at his lab. Yeah, but our thing is, like, how the fuck did she figure out how to do this if Walkenstein is dead? Here's the secret info that that you guys aren't aware of. Byron was actually a fucking neurosurgeon. (laughs) You know what? Fine. Sure. He's part of the 21 Jump Street program. You know, he's got shit to do. 
He's on the case. I'll take it. Hey, look, he's he's fucking he's one of John Hurt's contemporaries. Okay, I'll just let's just say that. Well, I came back and I showed her how to hook the brain up. He's a very talented brain surgeon. He brought back Raul Julia and he hooked it up for her. Raul Julia's like, you son of a bitch, you couldn't just leave me dead. Look at this monstrosity, damn you! A device that takes moving pictures. This is amazing, damn you. <laughs> Here's a brain in a Petri dish. The best part about this scene, though, is like you're saying, oh, I, I thought Denise Richards was going to be like Uncle Bob. But honestly, like Paul Walker's Uncle Bob, she literally pours an entire fucking shot glass of whiskey on his fucking brain. Which, by the way, is basically just one big giant mucus membrane at this point. Like, it's have you ever absorbed alcohol through your skin? You're not supposed to. <laughs> she just pours like a double on this motherfucker's brain. And he's like, oh, that's the good stuff. I like it. Hit me again, he's sense i'm surprised it didn't just outright kill him and there's actually a pretty funny joke there where he, when he does say hit me again she's like well actually your doctor said uh maybe that's not a good idea who's his doctor <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about what are we talking about helga is she the fucking doctor no okay here's the thing here's the thing his her his doctor is 150 percent the 1994 descendant of Dr. Frankenstein, okay? Might as well go all in. Dr. Wack... Oh, I get it. Wackenstein, yeah! He's Wackenstein because he's Wack, bro! The Franken-universe is is building. Oh, fuck. Fucking shoot me in the fucking mouth. <laughs> he can also he can also speak now, by the way, through some form of speaker. Well, he speaks through the fucking camera, I'm pretty sure. Well, I think it's also implied that she plugs her computer speakers into the brain. <laughs> That's not how any of this works. No, so she's got like this half-assed fucking uh, cyborg in her room. And gives the lamest striptease I've ever seen in my life. This brain thrives on booze and stripteases from Denise Richards. Yeah, it needs it, it can't be overstated enough that Denise Richards does a striptease to a brain in a jar attached to a camera to end this movie. And you know, it's it, it's PG-13, so, it's, so it doesn't really go too far. It but... doesn't go very far, but the fact of the matter is it still ends with an implied brain in a petri dish money shot pretty much you're not wrong (laughs) denise richards is is stripping quote-unquote stripping she's just kind of dancing badly in front of this camera and paul walker's brain is like and it's like shooting fucking sparks all over the place i mean i guess he's just thinking about what what could be happening if he's back in a body? Yeah, and he's like, oh, this is a good life. And I'm like, bro, you're a fucking, you're a half-ass fucking camera. Paul Walker's brain has an orgasm, okay? That's... He looks like, he looks like a dime store version of the thing from Virus. I mean, what happens when they go on vacation and she forgets to water him for a week? Does he just fucking die? And then this movie ends as, as abruptly as it begins. And we just slam cut to fucking credits. And that's the movie. And boy, what a movie it was. Now now I'm just thinking about where what, what his fucking brain could be put into. Like, would it be in the Abominable Snowman? Tammy and the Bigfoot. Scoop Mac's brain out and just stick his in there? They could literally do anything with his brain, and the only thing they decided to do was put it in a fucking dish. Like, okay. Well, she does imply that there was some, uh, what was it, some hikers, or ice hikers that went missing, or uh, that died, like, something like, yeah, skiers that went missing, so they're going <laughs> to look for their bodies. So actually, you know what the real, you know... Uh, Tammy and the T-Rex part two would be, it would literally be her playing the role of like, you know, the Igor character trying to like dig through these fucking tombs to find the right body and be like, ah, the penis is a little too big or a little too small, or I don't like his pecs or, 
this one's toes are frostbitten. You know, what do you think, uh, Michael? And he's just, he's over there in the brain. It's just like somehow a hand comes out from behind the brain and a fucking glove and it's like all like pink and membrane. It's like Krang and it's like, you know, doing the same kind of motions that T-Rex did. And, you know, that's the movie. You know, actually, that's an excellent description. He's basically Krang. You know, it'd be great if she goes to like a, she waits till midnight and she goes to a, a graveyard in the sequel and she starts digging and all of a sudden she hears a noise and she looks over and 20 feet away from her is Gene Wilder uh, digging up <laughs> something else. And she's like, what are you doing? He's like, what are you doing? I love this movie. I thought it was great. Uh, I, I used to rent this all the time as a kid and I used to think it was fucking nutty then. And I just like the fact that it, there was a T-Rex, like a guy becomes a T-Rex and people get eaten and shit. And I thought that striptease at the end was so like risque. Like I'd like lower the volume on the television when it was happening and like looking out the door and make sure nobody was going to come in and walk in on me watching fucking Denise Richards striptease. Uh, I'm watching it now, and it's, like, so fucking tame, it's ridiculous. It, it is a very unappealing striptease. <laughs> it's so awkward and just stupid. I mean, not that you expect Denise Richards to, to, to literally strip in this movie. I'm not expecting that by any stretch of the imagination. No, 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 no. No, obviously not, but it is, no, but it's just poorly put together. One, she's doing it directly into, like, a fisheye lens, so you're like, <laughs> it, There's, like, it's like she was dancing for five hours because there's, like, there's, like, Cross dissolves? <laughs> well, honestly, the director was probably like, ah, we need another take. <laughs> he leans in, he's like, do it again. She's like, I've been doing this for like four hours. I'm sure we got the shot. This is like a four second thing at the end of the movie. He's like, uh, are you the director, Miss, uh, Miss Denise Richards? Hold on, turn around. I want to see your butt again. Oh my God, don't ever do that again. <laughs> Let me see your butt. And then she filed a restraining order. It's weird. <laughs> and that was Tammy and the T-Rex. So where do we put this? Because I put this right on top. Yeah. This I would find in a box next to the garbage. And I'd pick it up and go, well, I'm going to take all these home and watch them. And then watch this one and decide it was probably my favorite of the bunch. You know, I think this is probably the funniest movie we've watched just because of how cornball it gets. I don't know how much of that, like if I saw this in 1994, if I was my... If I was 30 and I saw this in 1984, I might just think it's horrible. But, like, watching it now after it's, like, you know, de depreciated a little bit, I, I'm, I'm into it. Now, I would say it is in the dumpster because I don't think it is at that level that, that Connor's putting it at. But I don't, you know, it's probably at the top. It's 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 not, it's not you know, elbow deep or anything along those lines. You know, it's at the top. It's it's harmless it's funny it's wrapped in like a a, a a candy shell we'll say you know you gotta break through the candy <laughs> shell to get to it it's not something that need be buried i love this movie um i've always loved this movie it's just uh it is the epitome of pure early 90s trash like it's it's garbage. It is a movie dumpster movie of movie dumpster movies. It gets a fucking medal <laughs> in that case. This probably gets our, our coveted seal of approval, should we have one. I mean, we've watched our fair share of absolutely horrible movies and pretty good movies, and this is definitely in the pretty good category. This is the kind of bad movie I live for, though. This is the, the, the good shit. Like, if I, like, suffering through a Death Note or a fucking House of the Dead is just... I love how like contemporary bad movies are just the fucking miserable, the most miserable experiences. I don't know why. I do know why, but we already covered that. But uh, you know, the this movie is like the movie that is like that kind of lost gem that you want to find that you never heard of. You know, um, I'm always looking for a film that I haven't seen that's kind of like this. Maybe not as shitty as this, right? And I'm not saying that in a bad way. Um, but this is this is definitely to the forefront a comedy, 
and it does its job. I think it's great. I mean, that would be the, maybe the one negative thing I would say about it, besides just the cr- you know the crappy effects budget that they had, is just that it is a comedy, but. I- they never really settle on what kind of comedy they're going for. It's a comedy that has more jokes fucking crash and burn than land. But then you're too distracted by the premise, so you don't care. It's a movie where Paul Walker's fucking brain is put into an animatronic T-Rex. Need I say more? You don't have to sell the movie as ha- any harder than that. That's it. And you know, honestly, Denise Richards and Bernie Lomax just make it even better, and Byron is just the fucking cherry on top. For sure. So before we uh, before we close, I do have something I want to say, not related to this, but it is related to our subject at hand, because uh, we did lose somebody in this community today. Uh, today we lost Bruce J. Mitchell, who played... Zap Rouse Dower in the final sacrifice on Mission Science Theater. I was kind of saving this as a little surprise at the end because I wasn't sure if anybody knew on the show at the time of this recording anyway. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'd be into shitty movies the way I am if it weren't for Mission Science Theater. Uh, and the final sacrifice is probably the episode I have watched the most out of the entire 10 year run of that show. Uh, well, 11 year now because it's back. Um, but Zap Rousedower has been the subject of endless hours of comedy in my life, and he died of heart failure at 73 years old today. Damn. Well, that was a long life, though. R.I.P. Rousedower. Yes, we will miss you, Rousedower. Go to that fucking bar in the clouds. Yeah, hang out with Paul Walker inside his fucking uh, T-Rex. Yeah, oh, my God. They're in the same club now. <laughs> yeah, they, they totally are. <laughs> what were you in, The Final Sacrifice? You're that guy from Fast and Furious. <laughs> You're that guy from that T-Rex movie, right? Aw, <laughs> oh, man. Damn it. God damn it. I was in a billion-dollar franchise. Nobody cares. Eat a crunch bar, you fuck. <laughs> Like, you think people fuck with him in the afterlife? Like, hey, hey, Paul, you hungry? People are probably just like, you know, he keeps talking about this crunch bar, and no one knows what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> he keeps pe- telling people to call him the professor. I don't fucking understand what he's professor of. Meanwhile, uh, what's-his-face uh, is in the corner with the xylophone, and he just runs off in fear. So that's it. That's Tammy and the T-Rex from 1994, directed by Stuart Raffle. If you want some more bad movie goodness, you can check us out at moviedumpsterpodcast.com. Follow us at Movie Dumpster on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also check out our sister podcast, The Phantom Zone, hosted by our very own Connor McGraw. You can find them at phantomzonepodcast.wordpress.com. I'm Joe LaScola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor McGraw. Thanks for visiting the dumpster. Oh my gosh, that's quick. I'm scared. Maybe it's a dinosaur. Maybe it's your breath, honey. Don't worry, girls. Caveman Ken's here to take care of you. Thank you, Ken. He's mine!